This is Common Ground, KCRW Berlin's new talk show encouraging debate and a deeper understanding of hot-button topics in the German capital and beyond. I'm your host, Soraya Sarhadi Nelson. Today's show addresses a topic that Angela Merkel fears is tearing apart German society. KCRW Berlin's Dina El Sayed explains. But first, a warning that this story includes violent, disturbing content. Es ist eine Schande und beschämt mich zutiefst. The Chancellor and other German officials often recount the horrors of the country's Nazi past and condemn anti-Semitism today. But that hasn't stopped a growing number of attacks on Jewish people and businesses and their places of worship across Germany. Here, in the capital, a new report found more than two such attacks happened every day during the first half of this year. This YouTube video shows a Jewish-owned tavern in Lichtenberg that was destroyed by arson last month. It's called Morgen wird besser, or Tomorrow will be better. But the owner isn't so sure anymore. He describes five break-ins to his establishment and being threatened repeatedly by neo-Nazis, and that he bought cameras and shutters to protect his property. Nothing helped. Wolfram Pemp is the anti-Semitism officer for the Berlin police. He says numbers aside, the issue here is how Jewish people feel about their safety. Pemp says any man or woman in any part of the city must be allowed to wear a headscarf, a kippah, or Star of David without facing repression, violence, or fear of being confronted. That may be wishful thinking. A far-right faction with a state leader who dismisses the Holocaust Memorial in Berlin as a, quote, monument of shame, is now the main opposition party in Germany. Last October, this armed German man heard firing here, tried but failed, to force his way into a synagogue in Halle on the holy day of Yom Kippur. He is on trial for killing two people nearby. The year before, in Prenzauerberg, a Palestinian asylum seeker from Syria attacked a kippah wearing Israeli Arab with a belt. The victim shouts, Jew or not, you have to deal with it. A conference last week at the new synagogue in Mitte addressed rising anti-Semitism and the report by the Department for Research and Information on Anti-Semitism in Berlin. The incidents the agency documented this year included six physical attacks, 25 cases of property damage and 301 examples of malicious behavior, such as Nazi salutes. One panelist was Rabbi Naomi Henkel-Gümbel, who survived the Halle attack by the German gunman. She asked how long until the next attack, adding Halle shows it's not just Jews or other minorities who suffer. An exchange between her and Federal Criminal Police Vice President Jürgen Peter shows tensions remain over how the German police handle anti-Semitic attacks and whether the German government is doing enough to stop anti-Semitism in the first place. That leads to the question on today's show, is it safe to be Jewish in Germany? 
With me in the studio are Zygmunt Königsberg, Commissioner Against Anti-Semitism for the Jewish Community of Berlin, and Felix Klein, Federal Government Commissioner for Jewish Life in Germany and the Fight Against Anti-Semitism. Welcome to you both. Hello, nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Joining us on the phone are Biplop Basu of Reach Out Berlin, a counseling center for victims of extremist, racist, and anti-Semitic violence, and Sharon Kukuk, who is Jewish-American and has lived in Berlin for nearly two decades. She organizes interfaith trips for Jews and Muslims and is the co-founder of Berlin's first Sisterhood of Salam Shalom. Welcome, you two. Thank you. Thank you. Zygmunt, I'm going to start with you with just a little bit of background for our listeners who may not know that there is actually a vibrant Jewish community here in Germany 75 years after the end of World War II. How large is this community and is it growing? Our community has now about 10,000 members and there's additionally about 10,000 Jewish people living in Berlin who are not specific members of the community but who use our services. For example, the Jewish community wants the only Jewish kindergarten, the only Jewish primary schools. We have got a Jewish high school and we have got a Jewish elder home. So we have a large rank of services for Jewish people to be comfortable, to feel safe. Felix, let me ask you to give this sort of a national perspective. I mean, how many Jewish people live in Germany and um, where do you find them? Well, there are 100,000 members registered in the Jewish communities, and we uh, estimate that there's another 100,000 people who are not registered with them. So, for instance, Israeli citizens who come here and sometimes go to the synagogue or use uh, other infrastructure, and they are mainly in the big German cities. Berlin, of course, as the capital, is maybe the main center of Jewish life in Germany, but we have all over the country vibrant communities uh, with growing numbers, uh, Frankfurt, Munich, Düsseldorf. And uh, it's great to see that in spite of the situation we will talk about in a minute, we still register a growing number of Jews uh, in Germany. Sharon, let me ask you, you've lived here for about two decades. So do you feel that it's dangerous to be Jewish in Berlin and Germany as a whole? No, I don't. My experience overall has been good, though I do feel, because I'm closely connected to American politics and world politics, that in general there's a feeling of fear. I do feel the fear and the chaos that's being stirred and the hatred that is being stirred around in the pot. But personally, I don't feel unsafe to go to synagogue or Jewish events. Uh, For many years, I led uh, Jewish groups here from America and uh, guided them, and they were always very concerned to be here and more recently requested guards, and I used to think it wasn't necessary. But of course, now I understand the concern, and I do see, uh, unfortunately, the rising security issues that are coming here, too. Zygmunt, what about you? Do you feel safe here? I feel safe because if I wouldn't feel safe, uh, I would have to quit, but I don't want to because Jewish life can only go up in an open society, not in in an atmosphere of fear and of hate that can't work. But what we see, when people are not visible Jewish, mostly they are not attacked. When you say visible mm. Jewish, mm. what well, do you mean? Like well, not- By wearing a kippah, by wearing a Magen David, Star of David, then if you don't uh, show that, no one knows you're Jewish or not. But for example, one of our rabbis had been attacked last summer just from walking from the synagogue to his home. It was just a five-minute walk. 
And that's because his Jewishness uh, was visible. Yeah. Usually I give the recommendation, guys, if you want to wear a kippah, put on a base cap over it. It's more safe. And I would like that I shouldn't say that. I would prefer to say, be proud to be Jewish, show it, but it's not so recommendable. Felix, you're the German government official here, or quasi-German government official. What do you say to these responses? I mean, is this a matter of perception, or is the danger real that's being described here? Well, the danger is real. We have just uh, had the publication of criminal offenses of 2019, and there uh, the police uh, Germany-wide counted 2,032 anti-Semitic uh, attacks. Uh, the largest number of those is committed by the extreme right and what really worries me personally is that the percentage of uh, violence um, has risen from 2.5 to 3.6% last year. So uh, that is really something that has a direct effect on the quality of life of Jewish people. And of course, we have to go against that. And uh, we have countermeasures, which I'll talk about uh, in a minute. But the first step is, of course, to register, to monitor what's happening, to get a good picture of the situation, because like in real life, if you want to cure a disease, you first have to get the right diagnosis. But I have to add, we know by research that 8 out of 10 anti-Semitic attacks aren't reported, neither to the police, neither to civil organization. So we have a huge lack of knowledge. And what I know too, with anti-Muslim attacks and against black people or against LGBTI people, this problem is the same. Yeah. So we have a, really a lack of knowledge. What Felix just said, 2,000 are registered, but I'm sure the real number is five times larger. Sharon, why do you think anti-Semitism is on the rise here? I mean, unlike the U.S., Germany doesn't have its top leader engaging in or embracing what is widely viewed as hate speech. And even the far-right alternative for Germany's public approval ratings at the moment are significantly down. So what do you think is causing this rise? I really feel like it is a similar atmosphere that is going on in the States. There's a general feeling of fear. And people are looking for scapegoats. And we know this pattern. And my activism is more involved with answers, you know, of ways to combat this that are effective. And I feel... I'm really glad that the government is counting because you need to identify the problem. But I feel that a very grassroots approach of women coming together, not to blame each other, not to change each other, Jewish and Muslim women, but to come together around their religion and to try to forge real friendships. This is being done in America and there's a real desire for this to get to know people. It sounds like it can't possibly work, but the women who become involved in this organization have contact with 20, 30 other people, and it's by example. So not preaching to each other, not trying to change each other, but making a commitment of time to get to know each other and then to act against hate and hate speech and take social action for each other uh, injustices against Muslims and Jews. Biplop, I want to ask you about relationships, too, except in this case, I want to ask about the relationship the Berlin police have with minority communities. Do you feel that Berlin police and Berlin government is attentive to racial and ethnic violence the way they need to be? In general, I wouldn't say very, very little empathy for um, violence against minority community as far as the police is concerned. 
the government has been supporting organizations like ours who are um, looking after the people from the minority communities. But as far as the police is concerned, I would say the first problem is that um, the police in various pressings in Berlin are actually very little empathetic to minority communities because very often we hear from people that whenever they go to report against these cases, reports are being taken, but um, the dimension of the attacks or dimension of these um, violent crimes are being treated as uh, just normal crimes. So that's why this uh, new department with the Public Prosecutor's Office in Berlin um, has now decided to take up this with the criminal police in Berlin, and they would try to explain and educate their colleagues in different pressings that it does not matter what the police thinks, police officers who arrive at the scene, whether it's a racist attack or not, it should be taken as racist as and when the victims report it as a racist attack. And they should also mention the religion or uh, the ethnic um, background of the people so that it can be channeled to the proper department. Zygmunt, you were at this recent conference on anti-Semitism, and you actually mentioned that you thought Berlin police were doing a better job than other police uh, departments perhaps in the country. In Berlin, it's a little bit better because since five years, the Department of Research and Information Against Antisemitism, called RIAS, makes education with police officers that the police officers are aware about discrimination, about antisemitism, about what the victims are reporting. But uh, nevertheless, there's still much to do. And now just to speak about Halle, which is a great catastrophe for the police, they didn't put protection on Yom Kippur, on the synagogue. After this attack, they treated the victims more as suspects than uh, as victims. There was no empathy, no compassion, no feeling. They didn't try to understand. And that's the point. They can't also prevent new attacks because they are not aware of what's happening. They don't see the system. And today, synagogue, tomorrow it could be a Buddhist temple, next week a mosque, who knows? Felix, let me ask you, is there room for improvement in the way German authorities deal with the Jewish community? Uh, well, Siegmund has just mentioned the anti-Semitic terrorist attack we've seen in Halle last year, and that showed to everybody in Germany uh, that it's not the Jewish community exaggerating the situation. No, as Halle has shown that there's a deadly dimension of uh, anti-Semitic attack and that Anybody can become a victim of anti-Semitic attacks. As we've seen at the end of the day, there were two non-Jews becoming victims um, and lost their lives because of an anti-Semitic attack. And that uh, was a new dimension of anti-Semitism in this country for a long time. And though it had at least one positive effect, I would say, because everybody now is more aware of that and uh, that the general public in Germany knows that anti-Semitism is not only attacking the Jewish community, but all of us, the whole community, our democracy, and uh, that the case of Halle has shown, and Siegmund has uh, described it, how little the knowledge of police was, at least, uh, regarding Jewish life. And of course, uh, when you have a 
a Jewish holiday and people go to the synagogue, of course, the situation is different than with an empty synagogue. And I think uh, everywhere in Germany, at least this is uh, what the order is, wherever a Jewish institution is, the police uh, officer uh, in charge has to know the, the Jewish calendar. And of course, we have to increase the knowledge um, of Jewish life uh, in the police. And I think uh, there are now programs where police officers actually do not uh, stand in front of the synagogue, but they also go into the synagogue, see what happens, and to increase uh, the understanding of Jewish life. And that is the strategy that we have to, to increase the knowledge um, uh, of what actually Jewish life is. We have to create possibilities for non-Jews to meet with Jews, um, including the police and also Sigmund has mentioned training programs of RIAs, but there are also others uh, where we have to enhance uh, the understanding and sensitivity. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll respond to questions from listeners. Stay tuned to Common Ground. I'm Marco Werman. On the world, we get an outside perspective. And you're able to see where is the other person coming from? Because getting outside yourself can be a good thing. It is the world. Tuesday through Saturday at 9 a.m. on KCRW Berlin. Welcome back to Common Ground on KCRW Berlin. I'm Soraya Sarhadi Nelson, and I'm joined in the studio by Federal Government Commissioner Felix Klein and Zygmunt Königsberg of the Jewish Community of Berlin. On the phone are Sharon Kukuk of Berlin's Sisterhood of Salam Shalom and Biplop Basu of Reach Out Berlin. We've been talking about anti-Semitism in Berlin and beyond, and whether it's safe these days to be Jewish in Germany. Let's take some listener questions. Hi, my name's Ari, and I live in Friedrichshain. My question is, do you think that there will ever be a Jewish Bundeskanzler slash Bundeskanzlerin? Or at least do you believe that a Jewish person could ever be considered a real candidate? Okay, Zygmunt, I'm going to ask you first. Not now, but there's a Jewish mayor of Frankfurt at Main, which is one of the largest cities in Germany. So why not? Felix, Ari also asked whether German politicians who are Jewish can be pro-Israeli without having their loyalty questioned. What do you think? Well, uh, <laughs> well, it addresses a very, very complicated question about loyalty, the double loyalty Jews are criticized to have, which is terrible, which has... Uh, created really uh, problems. But of course, you can be loyal and positive and supporting Israel and not being attacked for that. And we have Mr. Becker, the anti-Semitism commissioner of Hessen and mayor of Frankfurt, uh, who is president of the German-Israeli society and a good friend. And um, I think he's a very, very successful politician. I would like to add something on that note sure, about Sharon. Israel. Yeah, I was going to say that there's a, another kind of slight that I think Jews living here experience, and that is becoming apologists for Israel, irregardless of what you believe about Israel. I am not, and people I know are not representing the state, and to put Jews in that position for me is another uh, burden of a kind of anti-Semitism. So the, the Israeli loyalty question isn't something that just should be posed to Jewish uh, politicians, is what you're saying? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, just the problem of double loyalty. Uh, President Trump, on his greetings to Rosh Hashanah, he said, and we show you how we love your country, and he meant Israel, and it was a speech to the 
American Jews, and that shows this problem that Trump supposes Israel is a country for all Jews, even for all American Jews, but Americans are Americans and, yeah, and not Israelis. Felix, do you think that what happened with Mr. Trump's speech, that that is something that Germans understand a little bit better, that being Jewish doesn't mean that your loyalty should be questioned? Or do you think that ignorance, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, is something that is also prevalent here? It exists, certainly. And a Jewish friend has uh, just told me that uh, last year he went to Israel for a holiday and his neighbor said, oh, you're going home. And then uh, this Jewish friend said, no, my home is here in Berlin. And so it exists uh, here too. And of course, uh, I couldn't agree more to say that th this is really a, a field of action. We have to go against that, that equation, Jews equals Israel. Of course, you can't make German Jews or Jews living in Germany responsible for the actions of the Israeli government. But, uh, well, uh, ignorance, uh, unfortunately, can't be forbidden. But I have to add that this is a way to communicate anti-Semitism uh, which is accepted by the society. And it's not a question about the politic of the Israel government. But if one says that the creation of Israel was a bad idea and he denies the right of Israel to exist, then he's beyond the red line. We have another comment from listener Moshe Stein who notes that it is not safe to wear kippahs in Berlin and that German schools should be doing more to educate the children of Middle Eastern and African immigrants who he feels teach their young to hate Jews. I'm going to ask you, Biplub, uh, do you agree with Moshe? Is there a need to focus on changing the attitude of Middle Eastern and African immigrants to their Jewish neighbors? No, I don't agree with that. 90% of the attacks, anti-Semitic attacks and violence is uh, perpetrated by the white German right-wing people. So the main attackers are not uh, Middle Eastern or black people from Africa, as uh, the listener just pointed out. So maybe he doesn't have enough information on that. I have to second that, that what's really important is not to single out people like Muslims and more intercultural exchange. Jews also need to learn more about Muslim traditions and religion, as well as Muslims would be open to learning more about Jewish traditions and religion. It's a two-way street. Well, the question also had the element of not feeling safe to wear kippahs, and I want to actually ask Felix about that because he brought this up in a statement that was covered last year and got some pushback on that, including from Zygmunt. So I was very interested to hear Zygmunt say maybe we should put a baseball cap over the kippah. Felix, do you still feel that it's dangerous for uh, Jewish people in Germany to wear symbols of Judaism openly in public? Well, the situation hasn't really changed much uh, compared to last year when I said that public statement. And of course, what I wanted to say was an alarm call. I uh, want to say it's, it's absolutely outrageous that we have these incidents, that Jews uh, have to feel unsafe in some areas. Of course, uh, there's no 100% uh, security for nobody, actually. Uh, but we have to raise awareness. This is what I wanted to do, and this is what we still have to do. I would like to add also one uh, challenge for my work that every Jew can wear everywhere a kippah and every Muslim woman can wear her hijab without being attacked. It's one of your challenges, but again, you changed. I mean, last year you were not very happy when uh, when Felix made the statement about not wearing the kippah or being cautious about it. And yeah. you said it yourself, though, today. Yeah, but I'm also adding I'm doing everything to make it possible. 
So we're approaching the end of our show, and I'm going to ask each of you to, in a short sentence or short thought, explain what you think is the pivotal step for German officials or for officials within various communities to help reverse the trend of rising anti-Semitism. And I'm going to start with Biplop. I think the most important thing is to first recognize and uh, stop this denial uh, strategy and politics uh, of the government and uh, various government departments of racism. And once we accept that it is, of course, I do not fully agree with Mr. Klein that it's a disease. It's not a disease. Disease is a very medical term. So I would say it's a societal structural problem and it should be fought at that level. I mean, I just want to remind you all of the fact that in the early 90s, when a lot of Jewish people from the former USSR, I mean, today's Russia and uh, surrounding countries, came to Germany, they had to fight for their stay in Berlin or in Germany. What I'm trying to say that from time to time, even the government officials, politicians, um, responsible ministers, they come out with statements which are so hateful, which are so racist, that the right-wing and racist uh, groups and uh, individuals get impetus from that. So we have to recognize that racism is a structural and institutional problem, and only then we will be able to develop strategies to fight that. Felix, what do you think are the pivotal steps, and do you want to respond to what Biplav said? Well, if I had a recipe against anti-Semitism, I would be very happy to share it with everybody. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have a, a proper recipe, but I think what is important is to empower the Jewish community, um, also by public statements for showing solidarity to what the Chancellor has, has done. I think that's the right uh, way. And in these statements, also uh, to once again to outline that anti-Semitism does not attack only the Jewish community, but but all of us. It can hit everybody, so the whole society should go against it. Sigmund? I would like to add what's also very important, that not only politics and officials, but everyone should uh, be aware of anti-Semitism, not to look away, not to stand by, but to look if an attack happens. If a man is attacked uh, for his kippah, if this woman is uh, attacked for her hijab, for example, we have got a smartphone, we can make a short video and put it to the police or, or to me or to the readers. All the perpetrators are not anonymous. They have a face, they have a voice, they have a name, they are visible. Sharon? I would like to, like to add something. I do have a recipe against anti-Semitism. I think that people should not, as the Talmud said, not be daunted by the enormity of the problem, to paraphrase, but to feel that they can be empowered on a person-to-person -person level by joining organizations such as ours to get to know their Muslim neighbors and their Jewish neighbors. They should not be overwhelmed by the problems and the politics and what governments say and do. They should feel empowered as individuals because we know that the power of the individual can make real change. That's all the time we have today, unfortunately, and I want to give a big thank you to my guests, Federal German Commissioner for Jewish Life and Against Anti-Semitism, Felix Klein, and Zygmunt Königsberg of the Jewish Community of Berlin. On the phone are Sharon Kukuk of Berlin Sisterhood of Salam Shalom and Biplap Basu of Reach Out Berlin. It was great having you all on the show today.
Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And also thank you to everyone who tuned in. I'm your host, Soraya Sarhadi Nelson. Join us next Monday for another episode of Common Ground, when we will talk about the upcoming U.S. presidential election and what it means for Americans and Germans. You can hear the show on 104.1 FM in Berlin or stream it via the KCRW app or kcrwberlin.com. Common Ground is also available as a podcast, so download it wherever you get yours. 